Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hey, how you guys doing? This is the producer from Brothers Comics. Welcome to This Week in the Association, our NBA weekly recap show. On the line tonight is my favorite power forward. It's Will Stacks. Will Stacks, say what's happening. Will Stacks in the house. What's up, what's up, what's up? Hey, 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 man. Hey, man, how was your Thanksgiving as we get turned the corner on Thanksgiving week and heading straight towards Christmas? Thanksgiving was absolutely awesome. It is such a great time, you know, spending time with family, um, you know, then get to stuff my belly and, and most of all, love just to sit around and do as little as possible. But it's a wonderful time off. Um, and, uh, yeah, like you said, get ready for Christmas just around the corner. I had fried turkey for the first time ever in my life. I, I don't know how I made it as many years in life without having it before. Uh, but I'll never have another baked turkey again. I'm just that's all I'm saying. That's my recommendation. Uh, if you, <laughs> yeah, once you go fried, you never go back. Yeah, that that's very true. Uh, fried turkey is uh, something to behold. Uh, we uh, went with the baked version this year at our house, but uh, I definitely agree with you. If you can get that fried turkey for sure, uh, not a bad option. Yeah, I was. I've never thought about doing it, and I just watched somebody do it. I've seen many a YouTube video with people's houses and themselves about burnt down. Uh, so I yeah. would never do it, but I would definitely yeah. hire somebody to do it for me. Yeah, that's that's for sure. Yeah, you ain't finding me dropping on no turkey, <laughs> but uh, I will gladly pay somebody for a turkey. Yeah, no doubt. All right, so as we get into the jump ball topic this week, uh, jump ball usually – Related to some version of sports, uh, this week is golf. Uh, Will Stacks is probably the first black person that I know that actually played golf regularly, uh, he and his family. Uh, and then I didn't get into golf until after the man that we are about to talk about kind of came onto the scene. So this week at the World Golf Challenge in the sunny Bahamas, Tiger Woods makes his return to the golf course of somewhat competitive golf in the World Golf Challenge. Uh, what are you anticipating for Tiger on this little return? And can he compete again? Well, first, uh, it's just so great to watch golf with a purpose. You know, these <laughs> days uh, without Tiger, it just isn't the same. I don't care what people say. Oh, you got Jordan Spieth and Dustin Johnson and blah, blah, blah. Hey, they're great players, but none of them are, are Tiger Woods. Uh, it's still, to me, must-watch TV, contemplating calling in that day uh, to take the day just to watch. 
he may blow it up and have a terrible day, hurt his back again, and won't be able to play. But you still have to watch just to see. What a story it would be if Tiger Woods can get some glimpse of of his yesteryears back. I mean, what a story it would be. My thing, I expect to, to put a basketball spin on it, a Washington Wizards, Michael Jordan, where no. <laughs> he was definitely not like he was. However, every now and then, he'll remind you who he is. And uh, one case in uh, example, when Jordan played for the Wizard, I was uh, went to a game uh, at Indianapolis. He had his career low, six points. What a game for me to go to. (laughs) The following night, he comes back and drops 48. So you never know. Uh, That's the type of thing I expect from Tiger. Um, Well, really, I'm going to go in with no expectations. Just glad to see him back out there. But, boy, what a story it would be if he can get something back. I think I'm closer to Wilbon, Mike Wilbon on this and the fact that I just the the successive starts and then stops have been have just kinda eroded my um my anticipation or my expectations for Tiger. So uh yeah, anything that he does, if he can finish the round and not be in pain and not in the eighties, uh I think at at this point it's kind of successful for him. Um It'd be great if he could compete again. And I think we've had this version of this conversation before. I don't think there's ever been a player that has been considered the greatest at their particular craft who had a fall from grace and didn't make it back to the top, except for Tiger. You know, okay, Ali gets the ban, he makes it back to the top. Uh, Jordan's dad uh, is killed. He makes it back to the top and wins three more championships. You know, and even, I mean, even though he hasn't had that, that um, uh, the serious decline, you know, Federer, you know, goes through a couple of years or many years without winning a major and then comes back and gets two last year. Like, there's always a second act for the greatest. I mean, even Serena, you know, after the stabbing or whatever, or the, the, the lung issue, the, the yeah, the whatever she had on her lung, she comes back and wins six majors since then. Like, there's always been a second act for somebody that's considered the greatest at their profession, and he hasn't had it. So this really would be it. Um, So that would be a great capper to his story, even if he doesn't reach Jack, even if he comes back and wins one more major. I think that would be a good, you know, kind of bookie into the career. That would be awesome, but, you know, I have to be the Tiger, uh, you know, fan, in my opinion, in my opinion, of no one dominated their sport like Tiger did for about a 10-year window. That throws in Michael Jordan, Mike Tyson, Serena Williams, anybody else. I'll take Tiger Woods over all of them. Yeah, you're right. He did take a fall. 2008, the last major, problem with his wife and et cetera. He did come back in 2013, won six times and was player of the year. But then since then, uh, we haven't seen too much. So, you know, my fingers are crossed. I'm a Tiger supporter until he decides to say, I'm not playing anymore. I support Tiger Woods. All right. Okay. So that's our jump ball. I won't talk about him golfing with Trump the other day. I'll leave it off. But <laughs> let's go to the first quarter. All right. 
Uh, first quarter, man, the injuries are starting to pile up. Uh, and a real major one for the clip joint last night. Um, Blake Griffin goes out with a knee. I heard on NBA on Sirius this mo- uh, this afternoon at least two months with the sprained MCL. Uh, the Clippers were losing really bad before that, and they were on a three-win, three-game win streak with winning that game against the Knicks. That night he gets hurt. What's up with the Clips? Uh, is this the time to sell everything off or just kind of chug along and wait till he gets back? Well, I thought this was the year the Clippers would take a step back anyway, especially after the uh, Chris Paul trade. That was kind of the start. I didn't think Griffin was the type of player that could carry a team, especially at this point of his career. Uh, Blake Griffin is a solid player, but not a a franchise player anymore. Um, I think the injury, in a sense, probably saved Doc Rivers' coaching job because I don't think he'll get fired because they'll say, oh, his players aren't there, Patrick Beverly out. Um, so, you know, you got to lean on Lou Williams as your, your uh, probably number one option. Um, and he's, you know, uh, a career six man. So uh, the Clips are in trouble. Um, DeAndre Jordan will have to score more. Not something he's known to do, but he will be asked to do so uh, now. But uh, the Clips are in trouble, especially in the loaded West. Um, they can't go too long losing too many or they'll slip right out of playoff uh, position. Um, and they're, you know, headed that direction as it is. Yeah, you, you bring up Patrick Beverly out for the season. It was it uh, Gallinari has also uh, been in and out of the lineup as well. Uh, there's trade rumors about um, DeAndre Jordan possibly doing a, a, a player-for-player swap with Tristan Thompson and headed out to um, – I headed out to Cleveland. Um, I'm just wondering if there's going to be, you know, that that just kind of the sell-off of, you know, all of their pieces and see what's going on. I'm not really sure if they'll, you know, try to do that at this point. Well, I, I think I anticipate that happening uh, definitely between now and the All-Star break. The uh, Tristan Thompson uh, to California, we'll call it the Kardashian trade, uh, as he heads out to L.A., probably sending – uh, DeAndre Jordan, I do expect something like that to occur. Uh, nothing uh, happened yet, but don't be surprised if that does happen. Uh, the Clips are in trouble. In the West, you can't uh, give up many games, and they've given up quite a few already. Uh, it is time to rebuild in La La Land. Yeah, you uh, wonder if the Kardashian curse also hit Blake Griffin. <laughs> FYI. No, I, I forgot about that. Young Kendall, yes. Uh, so, yes, you are correct. Yeah, it's a, it's a thing. Everybody, people tell you it's not. It's a real thing. All right. So, yeah. So, Blake Griffin is hurt. Uh, also, the injured champs, uh, the Warriors lose, last night lose to the Sacramento Kings at Oracle, uh, 110 to 106. Seth, uh, Seth Curry. Steph Curry doesn't play. Uh, Kevin Durant doesn't play, missing his third straight game. Um, uh, Durant's ankle injury is supposed to be probably a little bit more serious than led on. Uh, anything going on with the champs? Well, if anybody can survive these injuries, it is uh, the Warrior uh, team. They uh, still have plenty of bodies that could put the basketball in the hole. Um, you know, you still got Clay Thompson out there. Nick Young has been very solid since becoming a member of the Warriors. 
Uh, Sean Levingston still there can do his thing. So the the or excuse me the Warriors uh, will be okay. Uh, you know, you need Curry and Durant again uh, later in the year more so than anything. So uh, if these guys are injured, uh, I'm sure they will have no problem letting them sit. Uh, they can still win some games. You know, Durant still played against Oklahoma City and kind of the grudge match continuing with him and Russell Westbrook, plus it was in OKC. And so I think he just wanted to play that game more so for ego's sake than anything else. Uh, probably did some damage, more damage possibly to his ankle. Um, but uh, they could survive uh, missing these guys for a little bit. Hopefully it doesn't last. The champs do need uh, their top two scores. Uh, AI also down. Uh, Andre Dudaga, uh also kind of in and out of the lineup as well. There are some old pieces on that team. We talk a lot about, about the Cavs being old. Um, their bench especially is uh, old uh, with some older players to it and people that, you know, that they count on to be contributors to their championship run. They are also now, what is that thing? They've lost six games already. Uh, I, again, I, I kind of, I'm starting to think after watching that Thunder game, there's a luster that's come off the champs, man. Well, the, a little bit. I think, uh, you know, the injuries are definitely one thing. Um, teams are, are always going to give the champs their best shot when they face them. Uh, so everybody is going to come at uh, Golden State. Um, you know, I, you know, they don't fear them maybe like they maybe did a year ago. Uh, however, uh, you you got to beat the champs to be the champs, you know. So uh, until somebody does that, you know, the Warriors are still standing tall. Yeah, I just, uh, I don't know. I, 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 watching that game, and I know that was a grudge match game, and we'll talk about Oklahoma City here uh, in a little bit, but it just seemed kind of, um, it just seemed like there was just something that was missing. I, I, I don't really know what it was. You know, the last two seasons, you could see it. You know, that, that's the kind of game that they run through even on the road, and they definitely, um, they either weren't up for it or because of Durant's injury, it just didn't work out. I'm not altogether sure. Uh, all right, third injury, major injury, John Wall out two weeks, minimum at minimum. He had to get the platelet replacement, you know, to get the swelling down there where they pump that uh, that blood into your knee. That's never a good sign. Uh, you can't trust the Wiz with John Wall. What happens with Bradley Beal now he's the number one? Well, uh, Bradley Beal will score. Uh, he will score. Uh, so will Otto Porter. However, they are missing a huge piece without John Wall. Again, uh, in a similar fashion, uh, the East not as strong. The uh, Wizards can survive a little bit because there's not many quality teams, unfortunately, in the East. Uh, so they can hang around, but this will definitely hurt their uh, thoughts of being a higher seed uh, if he is out for an extended amount of time. Uh, two weeks uh, will probably only be about 10 games. So if it's only that, that's great. If it extends longer than that, uh, the, the Wizards could be in some trouble. Uh, they do have, um, you know, again, a good starting lineup, but their problem has always been the support off the bench. So if you take a main cog out of the starting lineup, so you're definitely already hurting a bench that didn't have much to begin with. 
So the Wizards uh, are really hoping for a speedy recovery for their leading uh, scorer, John Wall. Yeah, they've um, fallen back a little bit in the East, um, you know, kind of to the middle of the pack. Um, I like Bradley Beal as a player. I do not like him as a number one. Uh, He's definitely the most solid number two that a lot of teams can have. But if you put him on as the as the leading scorer, as the leader of the team, uh, I'm not sure if people will follow. And he has that personality too. I think a lot of people don't. I don't know. I don't think a lot of his teammates care for him that much <laughs> when I see him play. Um, so yeah. So okay. So yeah, John Wall. So the injuries start to pile up as we head towards Christmas, which is uh, really is essentially the official start date of the NBA season. Um, you know, a, a few years ago when they had the short and strike season, they pretty much started at Christmas. And a lot of people was like, man, this is exactly when when it should start as football is starting to wind down. Um, but, yeah, you know, at that point, we'll definitely have an idea of who the contenders and pretenders are, injuries or no injuries. All right, quarter two. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I was just going to add, you know, football – Thanksgiving we just had is uh, the kind of the, the day uh, when NFL teams say, I really need to make a move. Like you said, Christmas Day is kind of the beginning of the NBA season of sorts where teams really know where they are uh, at, at that point and they're ready to, to make moves if they need to or at least start talking about those trades that need to be made. So uh, Christmas is a a good barometer uh, for NBA teams. So teams will be looking to solidify their lineups at Christmas or shortly thereafter. Yeah, as we lit in the quarter number two, we look at the number one team in the league right now, which is just the Boston Celtics, but they are now on a two-game losing streak. Their winning streak comes to an end in Miami against the Heat uh, in a game that I was actually able to watch uh, from beginning to end. And then uh, a follow-up loss to the Pistons last night, who we probably aren't talking enough about. <laughs> um, so what's uh, what's up with the, the Celtics? You know, just a standard NBA loss, at, you know, after the streak, you know, couldn't get up for it after losing the, the, the winning streak? Well, after uh, winning uh, 15 straight, you know, you figure a loss was coming sooner or later and it will likely happen on the road. Uh, the trip to Miami, hey, the Heat aren't a bad team. They're solid. They do have uh, something – uh, the the Celtics lack, and it, uh, you know you got somebody like Hassan Whiteside inside, so they they present uh, some problems for Boston. However, if you really watch the game as you did, it came down to that shot that uh, I believe it was Waiters took that yeah. bounced off the rim, hit the top of the backboard, came back down, hit the rim, and went in for a three pointer that really solidified the win. Uh, so the the Celtics will be in every single game if they continue to play defense like they are. Um, only the game against Detroit is probably where they gave up 118 points, which is uh, this year un-Celtic-like. Uh, but the Celtics, uh, they're not sweating losing a couple games. Uh, they're playing uh, good team ball. You know, Kyrie still got the mask on. So maybe once the mask comes off, uh, watch out. Celtics might go on another run. Uh, lots of talks of Kyrie being the um, leading uh, candidate for the MVP. Do you think so at the quarter point that's where Kyrie is? 
Uh, he is definitely leading his team, as he said he would, as he came over from Cleveland. Uh, but with Boston, you know, there's uh, there are other players that are doing uh, yeoman work. However, uh, he's definitely in the conversation. But, you know, you definitely uh, can't talk MVP without talking LeBron James. I think James Harden is putting up big numbers again this year, especially with Chris Paul missing a month. Uh, pretty much uh, the season. And, of course, you can't forget uh, Antetokounmpo up in Milwaukee uh, getting off to a great start as well. So I'd say those guys right there, those four, uh, might lead the MVP discussion. Kyrie is definitely doing uh, what Kyrie does to put his name in that discussion. Yeah, LeBron having an MVP-like season that nobody's going to talk about and as of right now, they are up by 26 points against um, my Miami Heat um, in a, uh, you know, in a always kind of a grudge match as the Heat play Cleveland after LeBron's departure. Um, and they're about to win their seventh straight game and get themselves almost back to the top of the Eastern Conference. So, yeah, Le- LeBron is the MVP every year situation or almost every year, kind of like Jordan. Uh, but, you know, they have to give it to somebody else. Plus, he's already got, what, four or five anyway. So. He uh, was like he wins MVP, but I agree he's in the discussion every single year. Uh, you never uh, can count out LeBron James. Right. All right. So as we get into halftime, uh, and as Nasir Jones plays us in, we got a real interesting halftime topic. And I was texting you as I was driving home, as I was listening to NBA um, on Sirius Radio, uh, driving in, uh, driving home from work. They're kind of got to touch on the topic that we're going to touch on here. Um, Derrick Rose not playing with the Cavs right now. Uh, this is his second really. Uh, last year he did the same thing with the Knicks where he took some time off to contemplate his future because uh, the injuries have just kind of taken an emotional toll on him as well as a physical toll in his ability to play basketball. So I got you to thinking about what are some of your uh, favorite or not favorite, some players that you thought like, man, that dude was going to be a beast, but injuries robbed him of his ability to um, to get to that level. Well, uh, three names came to mind immediately when you mentioned the topic, but Derek Rose, um, you know, it's, it's very it's disappointing. Uh, I was watching some old Derek Rose clips. He was so explosive when he left the ground. I mean, he could elevate, and he's only 6'2", six, 6'3". Six, uh, he could really uh, – he was so powerful uh, and explosive and the injuries definitely have zapped him. I can understand his thought process having a rehab after rehab after rehab. Um, so I hope things uh, go well for Derrick Rose, whether he plays or not. But uh, three names came to mind uh, immediately. I'll kind of put them in uh, reverse chronological. The first one being Grant Hill. Uh, Grant Hill was a dominant player to be. Um and he well, he came out dominant as a rookie in his first couple years out of Duke. Uh, they thought he was a Jordan in training. I won't put him on that level, but he could do some things with the ball in his hands. And then we know he had uh, ankle injuries. I will blame Fila. That's my own personal opinion. Um, but uh, Grant Hill had a lot of talent. And uh, we never got to see what it could have been. Yeah, he came back later and played some years with Phoenix, shot some threes, 
but it was not the Grand Hill uh, we expected to see. Another one was uh, Anthony Penny Hardaway. Uh, for my Penny Hardaway was the man. I mean, coming out of Memphis, uh, Memphis State, I believe at that time maybe, uh, Penny Hardaway six seven and could do anything you wanted to be done on the basketball floor. Uh, he could pass, he could score, he could shoot. Uh, and then when they got Shaq down in Orlando, I will take the Shaq and Penny over the Shaq and Kobe. Did I just say that? I can't believe it. But I, be- <laughs> I believe those two, had they stayed together, would have done more damage than Shaq and Kobe uh, did in their day and probably got along better, but who knows. But anyway, uh, Penny Hardaway, uh, we know, had some knee injuries that kind of slowed him down. He started to bounce around from the Knicks to the Suns and different places around and was never the same player as he was when he came to Orlando out of Memphis. The third name I kind of threw in this category, probably not quite because of an injury, because of death, Lynn Bias. Lynn Mm -hmm. Bias coming out of Maryland. Uh, Boy, was he a talent in college. Uh, 6'8", could again do lots of things on the floor. Um, we know his untimely death. We never got to see what it could have been uh, in Celtic Green with Lynn Bias and changed their franchise for the next 10 years uh, where they went through some, some troubles trying to get their team back together. So those are three names, I think, where injuries or in Lynn Bias's case, death, kind of derailed some uh, uh, great possibilities. Yeah, I um I but I had both Penny and Grant Hill on my list. Um Grant Hill was breaking the, the Duke NBA player curse uh no. when he came out, you know, uh pri- previous to him NBA players or Duke players that came to the NBA were less than stellar and less than average. They just came in <laughs> and they'd done well and just sucked no. up in the league. Oh, terrible, terrible. Yeah. So yeah, that was that one. Uh had Penny as well. Um there. And then one that's kinda really under the radar, um uh, that was a more recent one. I, I the Bill Walton thing is out there, but I you know, I saw Bill Walton play for the Celtics and snapping tiles. But you know, I know he wasn't the player that he was supposed to be that, that with the Celtics. But um uh Brandon Roy, uh he was a really good basketball player, man. And, uh, you know, the dreaded micro-fracture surgery uh, is just never a good thing. It's just every time I hear it for an NBA basketball player, pretty much put Chris Webber out as well, you know, probably earlier than it should. It just never goes well. So that that was one that kind of like I was like, man, Brandon Roy was a really good basketball player, and that just sapped him of everything that he had too. Yeah, that's a great call. He was uh, doing big things in Portland, uh, micro-fracture for another trailblazer. Greg Oden, who knows? He was a solid player coming out of Ohio State, expected to do big things. Microfracture surgery. Something must be up in Portland, you know. I don't know. <laughs> Sam <laughs> Bowie. Oh, my goodness. But, but, yeah, that's yeah. a great call, Brandon Roy. Yeah, so just, yeah, just a few of those dudes. I, I was watching not old Derrick Rose uh, videos, but I was just thinking about those matchups with um, – with the Heat, as the Heat were, you know, kind of making their way to a championship after they got LeBron. 
And even though they had really nobody else that could consistently score, they gave the Heat everything that they could with three with three Hall of Famers on the team. And they gave them everything oh. they could because he could get to the rim. And his ability to contort his body to make buckets is was just amazing. Just amazing. Like, how in the world did he even get the shot off? And yeah, let alone get it to go in. So yeah, um, yeah. The what happened to Derrick Rose is is pretty awful. Um, so yeah, hopefully he comes back. I read somewhere that if he does not play, he has an eighty. He has to forfeit eighty million dollars to Adidas. So um, I'd be lacing him up every night um, <laughs> until that contract ran mm-hmm. out. Uh, I'm not trying to leave eighty million dollars on the table. So uh, uh, sir, <laughs> that's just not happening. Okay. All right. So we lead out of halftime, and, and props to Grant Hill for he gets to hang out with Kristen Ledlow every night on NBA, whatever. But that's a whole nother halftime topic. All right. On yes, to the sir. third quarter, we get our second coach firing of the season. Uh, coach Dave Fisdale fired by the Memphis Grizzlies after one, well, not even a season after. No, he coached there last year after a season yeah. in 20 some odd games. Uh, he has friction with his star player, uh, Mark Gasol. Um, six, uh, eight game losing streak leads to this and a benching of Gasol in the fourth quarter of their last game. What's going on in Memphis? Well, Memphis, uh, Memphis is still trying to turn the corner. They still play a style of ball that was great, probably uh, in the 20th century. They, you know, Mark <laughs> Gasol, uh, you know, and even back when they had Zach Randolph and Mark Gasol. They focus more on the post and uh, work from there where teams these days are shooting threes and then maybe going inside. Uh, But whatever it was for them, it was still working. They were a playoff team consistently uh, since arriving in Memphis. Uh, Coach Fisdale, you never, you know, you could say the, uh, the, the player got him fired. You know, probably so. When you take your star player, in this case, Mark Gasol, uh, you know, that never leads to a positive thing, not to mention losing uh, that many games in a row. Uh, On top of it, you know, that was just a recipe for disaster for him. Uh, The Grizzlies are, they're a team kind of, you know, they spend a lot of money on Mike Conley, Chandler Parsons, uh, you know, hasn't hasn't come out uh yet. Uh but, you know, they're still a quality team whenever you have this all. If Mike Conley uh could stay healthy, uh, I think they'll still do well. Uh but they are on the search for a permanent coach uh in the near future. Is there another league outside of the NBA where if you lose the star player you can't be there anymore? Uh no. If uh if, uh NBA is known for, you know, hey, they are a player league. You know, their players step up where the NFL I think puts their teams before the player. Uh the NBA, you know, with twelve guys, uh, hey, you gotta keep those twelve guys happy. That's part of being uh the head coach. If you can't do that, then uh your job could be in jeopardy. You lose some games on top of it, you're really in trouble. Uh, that's why I think even Doc Rivers, as I mentioned earlier, his uh, his days in L.A. are probably numbered. Uh, but uh, Memphis, they are really in need of finding a, a coach. 
and uh, hopefully they can uh, turn some things around down in Memphis. Coach Tisdale, a longtime lead assistant uh, with the Miami Heat. Um, lots of Instagram messages from former and current Heat players when he gets uh, when he got fired, leading from LeBron James, wondering, you know, he wanted some answers. I need some answers as to why he got, he got fired. Um, yeah, it, Memphis, one of those teams where they're good. It's hard to name too many players off of the team if you don't really follow basketball. And them being able to find a coach that's going to be able to bring something more than what Fisdale was there to do, that's going to be hard. And uh, the coaching carousel in the NBA is, is very fast, and they could bring somebody in and it could even go even further south and even pull them out of the playoff race in the West. Yeah, they'll be looking for a definitely offensive-minded coach, somebody that could change the, like I said, the style of play to maybe even bring them more 21st century um, and probably get up and down the floor more, shoot more threes, um, which is the quote-unquote uh, style of play uh, currently. So but um, so expect uh, whoever comes in to be an offensive-minded coach. All right. It's kind of surprising we only gotten two coaches down. Uh, Phoenix goes down with their coach, and here in Oklahoma and, and Memphis as well. But I think we might be getting one when we get to the fourth quarter here. Uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder, man, they are completely bipolar. Uh, our game of the week before the Thanksgiving break was the Oklahoma City game versus uh, uh, the Dubs. Uh, Oklahoma City comes out gangbusters, really, from the first quarter on, control that game with high energy from Russ. Uh, timely shooting from um, from Mello and and uh, uh, PG thirteen. I mean, just a, a a real. I mean, I wouldn't say a dominant performance, but a solid performance all around. But then the next night, um, go out and lose to the Dallas, the six win Dallas Mavericks. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, are they just bipolar? What what's going on with Oklahoma City? Man? I think bipolar is a great descriptive word for the Thunder. Um, they are surprisingly having trouble finishing games. They can leave for the first half. They can leave for three quarters. But you would think when you have three finishers, three closers from previous teams, that they would be able to close out a game, and that's where they've been having trouble in the fourth quarter. Um, I think it's because the ball movement stops and it's kind of, okay, now it's your turn type of thing where, all right, Russ, you take it. No, Carmelo, you take it. Oh, Paul, your turn. Um, And we know that's not the way to play NBA ball, where if they could play like they do in the first quarter, in the fourth quarter, um, their record would probably be much different than it is. Will Billy Donovan, as you mentioned, uh, hang on? Um, I think he's still in favor with the players, and you know, it at least probably seems, at least on the surface. Um, but if you get rid of Billy Donovan, where do you go from that point? So I think that's even part of the uh, situation if you do step away. But they better get it together, or Billy Donovan will be working for ESPN in the studio. This seems like one of those we need a the veteran coach, the Grizzly veteran coach to come in. It almost happened to Spolster in Miami where everybody thought Pat Riley was going to come down 
you know, from the glass uh, castle and come down and coach uh, LeBron at all, and he never did. And Spolter was able to turn it around. Billy Donovan, I don't know, has – I don't know what, what kind of credit he has with the ownership over in Oklahoma City, but it sounds like one of those – and, you know, we need to get a veteran coach in here that's going to, you know, have the respect of the players and whatnot – uh, watching that game, you know, the commentators were talking about, you know, this is Russell's team, so people need to just defer, you know, like this is it. You know, the Heat were having those problems because LeBron was deferring to Dwayne Wade, and it got to the point where Dwayne Wade was like, look, this is your team, and I'll take that second banana roll. I don't think there's any chance in hell that Russ takes a second banana roll to anybody while he's in Oklahoma City. Oh. So I'm not sure why they're having these moments being able to close out the games because, you know, put the ball in Russ's hand. He's getting through the rim or he's getting fouled. Yeah, I don't understand it either. Um, yeah, like you said, uh, bipolar is a great way to describe this team. Uh, you know, 8-11, and 11, you know, in the West, not going not gonna to do well. They still got time, obviously, to turn it around. But, um, you know, I thought the win against the Warriors would be a, a starting point, if you will, to where, hey, if we play like this, we could run off 10 or 12 in a row. Um, but then you lose to Dallas and um, I believe even then came back to lose to Utah. Surely thereafter um, is not a uh, not a way to go. Uh, for the Thunder. So uh, we'll see what happens in the near future uh, if Billy Donovan can get things going uh, the right way in OKC. Yeah, yeah, 8-11 and 11 on the road with the Magic this week, and then the next three are at home. But any version of not a positive win out of this, I don't think I don't think Donovan will survive it. So uh, against the, they get three with the Spurs, the Timberwolves, and the Jazz, all three teams with a winning record. Uh, Spurs get Tony Parker back in a limited role here this past week. Timberwolves playing well, and the Jazz are playing well. Like if somehow they come out of this without a positive record over the next four and wind up with that 14th or 15th loss. Um, I don't know if Billy Donovan is going to make it out of there. I just it it seems it's too much chatter about it as people are talking. It seems like there's a lot of chatter about him getting moved out. Yeah, you mentioned the that old grizzly coach to bring in and shape him up. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that person exists in yeah. today's NBA. Um I don't there that guy, uh there is no more um you know, Chuck Daly, the great uh late Chuck Daly. There is Pat Riley, he's not doing it anymore. Um you know yeah, I'm trying to think of who that guy could be. Well, I was, I think the, that guy. the one I was thinking of, and I thought about this too, was um, a Doug Collins. This is the only one I could really think of, the kind of the old grizzly coach that you can bring down anymore that has some, you know, version of respect of players or whatever. But that's about it, you know, unless you're going to uh, somehow get – They can get what's the Jeff Van Gundy out of the yeah. – uh, <laughs> yeah. ABC, ESPN booth, or maybe yeah. even Mark, Mark Jackson. Jackson. Yeah. But uh, but even Mark Jackson isn't, you know, the Wiley veteran type of coach. But, uh, you know, maybe uh, that type of, type of shakeup is what they need. So uh, I agree with what you said. The next couple of weeks will say a lot about the future of Billy Donovan and the Oklahoma City Thunder.
so as we hit the buzzer here, um, we get into the game of the week. Um, my game of the week actually is the game where the Cavaliers have already put up 75 points against my Heat. So I, I don't know that I could pick that one. <laughs> do you have a game of the week? I do have a game of the week. Uh, Saturday, December the 2nd. Uh, I'm going to call it a dinosaur type of game because there's two big men that actually play on the post playing against each other. That doesn't happen very much in today's NBA, but that game is the Detroit Pistons, a team you mentioned earlier that we need to talk more about. We thought their early start was uh, maybe a fluke. They're showing uh, it isn't as they've uh, maintained uh, a solid, solid record where they are, um, we mentioned, just beating uh, Boston a couple of nights ago. Uh, Andre Drummond, a big man for Detroit, mentioning a rebounding machine uh, going against Joel Embiid and the Philadelphia 76 or so. Uh, Detroit at Philly, uh, December 2nd. Philadelphia, still a team that's uh, on the rise. Embiid, is is showing his true skills on the post inside and out, uh, stepping out, shooting a three. Um, so possibly the two best big men definitely in the East, uh, Hassan Whiteside might have something to uh, say with that, but uh, those two big guys down low kind of reminded me of the days of Patrick Ewing and, and Akeem Olajuwon back in the day, or even uh, Moses Malone and Wes Unsell, or something like that. <laughs> right. Uh, my game of the week, if I can't pick this dog of a game that's happening tonight, is uh, on the 30th, uh, the 76ers at the Celtics. Um, essentially, one of those two teams will be the second or the third seed in the in the East. Celtics might be the number one seed, depending on what happens with Cleveland. But, yeah, that's going to be one of the top games there. Uh, Celtics get to host uh, Ben Simmons. Hopefully his ankle injury from last night is not too serious and he's able to uh, to get out and play uh, and not be too hampered by that. But uh, definitely a, a real preview of what's going to be happening in the East a season yeah. or two or three from now. That, that's really going to be probably the top two seeds in the East uh, for the next few years coming. So it'll be a nice preview to, uh, to get those guys out on the floor. Yeah, I hope Simmons is okay. Uh, as we mentioned injuries earlier, uh, you never know with those Sixer injuries, though, because those Sixer <laughs> injuries uh, start off a week and last a season, just to yeah. ask uh, Markel Fultz. So, uh, yeah, that's a great pick. Uh, the Sixers are definitely a team on the rise. Uh, we'll see if they can uh, put it together against the Celtics. Yeah. <laughs> the 76ers injuries go from day to day to IR in like a yeah. sunset. <laughs> that much. It's amazing. Um, yeah. yeah, they have their own strategy. But, uh, hey, you know, it's working right now. The process. The process. Is, uh, is definitely taking full effect. Yeah. Uh, and there's another one too, uh, just kind of on a side thing, and we'll we'll take this before we get to the to the wrap up. Um, the Warriors play uh, at the Lakers, I think maybe Thursday night, maybe Wednesday night, something like that. It's coming up very soon. Um, the Lonzo Ball situation is getting into almost comical 
points at this time. You know, I mean, he goes one for seven last night, one of six from three, scores three points. You know, I think he has seven rebounds, four assists, something like something to that effect. Um, But it's really getting to the point now where I think people are like, hey, man, this kid might be as good as he's going to be, at least this year. Like, it's not going to be this, you know, kind of turn around the corner where he's going to, you know, be much better than what he is. Yeah, I think uh, if you notice the chatter has started to go down, um, that, you know, the game you mentioned from last night didn't get some of the chatter like maybe a few games ago uh, because people are starting to think, yeah, I'm going to wait and see what happens with this guy because the way it's going, uh, you might be right. This is what we're going to get from Lonzo Ball, at least in year one. Uh, the shot, he's struggling. Um, seven shots, maybe still not enough. Um, and, again, if you're not a scoring to affect the game, you need to do other things. Uh, so is he doing enough other things to affect the game? Uh, at this point, Lonzo Ball is uh, really hitting uh, some rookie struggles. But, you know, it's a long NBA season. Uh, you know, maybe he can start showing why. He was the second pick overall because of his ability, not because he's an L.A. kid uh, and his dad talks a lot. So we'll see if Lonzo Ball can uh, get it together. Uh, Not off to a great start so far. Yeah, the first shipments of the big baller brand shoes are supposed to go out this week. I know you put that on your Santa's Christmas list at $495 a pair. Yeah, it was the first thing on my list, and when I showed my wife the list, she immediately crumbled it up and uh, <laughs> threw it away and said, uh, get this crap out of my face. No, I would not even think about buying the Big Baller brand. I I didn't even think it was a great-looking shoe, uh, personally. Yeah. But, uh, but, hey, again... Don't knock his hustle, just uh, knock his uh, son's playing ability at the moment. That's right. All right. As we get to the wrap-up here, uh, we got some closing out music, man. What you got? Oh, man, I was really racking my brain to come up with a quality song. So I went back to 1996. Uh, De La Soul takes his high. Uh, oh, yeah. And- one of the best lyrical songs. I mean, that uh, that is a great song. I can attest this is a great, great song. Uh, so, yeah, take you back to 96. Uh, De La Soul, Stakes is High. Yeah, that's a great one. Um, they got pigeonholed because of that freaking pothole song. Um, you know, and, and that in the... Uh, the one with the Bootsy Collins, do, 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 that one. They got pigeonholed into, yeah. They got pigeonholed into like this. What I don't know. People thought they were something else, and their later stuff is so much better than any of the earlier stuff that they put out. Um, that any disc from them post ninety five is like a classic. I mean, it really is. Um, they're and if it's possible, they're actually way underrated. Like way way underrated. So yeah, uh, great yeah, call. they're they're underrated. You know, uh, I do agree. You know, all the peace signs and stuff threw some people off on the. You know, me myself and I when they made their debut, that type of thing. Um, you know, probably um, 
Yeah, definitely underrated um, as a, as a group, um, but you know they they still will you know fall in the middle of the pack, probably somewhere uh, as far as the the all timers. But uh, this song, however, uh, will rank right up there. So as Daylight plays us out, um, remember you'll be able to find this podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher, on Podbean. Uh, search at Brothers Comics. Um, uh, we'll I'm sorry, I'm just trying to close out this podcast. Remember, uh, you can look for a lot of different podcasts on the Brothers Comics Network. Uh, this week's intersection with Malika Salam, uh, the Brothers Comics podcast, the comic book show, um, the Unmasked podcast. If you watch Mr. Robot, just lots of things. So check out BrothersComics.com. All right, Will Stacks, man, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me at Will Stacks on Instagram again at Will Stacks on Instagram. If you want to hit me on Twitter, it's at Mr. Waters. That's Mr. W A T E R S seventy seven on Twitter. So uh you can hit me up, tell me what you think of this week in the association, ask any questions you want answered, and we'll do our best to uh let you know uh what we think. That's right. All right. So yeah, so Definitely check this out. Uh, subscribe, share with your friends on Apple Podcasts. Rate us five stars. Five star ratings are the best. Uh, definitely gets us uh, put out there on a lot of different platforms when you give us five star ratings. So please, please, please rate, rate, rate. Subscribe, subscribe. Um, and all right, so that's it. We're gonna wrap it up here. Uh, head out to the head to the tunnels. Head to head to the showers. Head to the tunnels and out to our uh, fancy NBA cars that you know we can drive uh, back to our fancy NBA houses. Not quite. All right, so as the producer of this podcast, I'm signing off. Uh, Go ahead and sign off, Will Stacks. Oh, Will Stacks is out. Peace. All right, y'all take it easy. We'll see you on the other side. Peace. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.